Welcome, everybody, to the Northern Fathers podcast. I'm Father Will. And I'm Father Matt. And today is Wednesday, March 25th, and it is the Solemnity of the Annunciation. I know we're in the midst of Lent. I know we're in the midst of uh, an extended time of prayer and penance and almsgiving. Uh, But today is a solemnity, and we are to rejoice because today is the day that we celebrate when Mary heard the beautiful news from the Archangel Gabriel that God wanted her to carry his son in her womb, and she joyfully said yes, and that brought about the incarnation, the moment when God assumed flesh. I know we celebrate um, God assuming flesh on Christmas. That's when God made was made visible to us in the birth of Jesus, but uh, nine months earlier when Mary said yes, that's the moment when God assumed flesh. So actually one of the cool things we do today in the Mass, which I know I love doing and I'm guessing Father Matt likes doing it too. I do. Yeah, we get to genuflect at the moment of the creed where we remember the incarnation. It's pretty cool. We actually drop to our knees on that day. We don't just bow like we normally do, but when we do the creed on today and on Christmas, we actually drop to our knees. Such a cool moment in the liturgy. So anyways, how are you doing this day, Father Matt, with... On the Feast of the uh, Incarnation. Um, nah. Annunciation. Annunciation, Incarnation. Yeah, Connected Incarnation. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it is uh, special. It, it, dropping to our knees reminds me of just as if you were at the nativity scene of Jesus and you'd get to fall to your knees, you know, like as if God is present. And that's what we're doing. We're genuflecting, going to our knees. God is present. And um, yeah, I feel, I feel a little bit of joy and... Um, yeah, not everything is going well in my life. I'm, I'm learning after losing three times in a row to you at Settlers of Catan that you <laughs> you might actually be better than me at that game. Listen, I wasn't going to bring it up, okay? Uh, but I have won three in a row. Uh, to put it in uh, basketball terms, I kind of feel like the Chicago Bulls right now. So, Statistically, yeah. the odds of you winning three in a row out of three people is one in 27. That's pretty, you, you've done very well for yourself. <laughs> Can I go to Vegas? No, no. Vegas is a shutdown and I don't have any money to gamble. <laughs> so we're finding some joy here. We are. Um, we are. At least I am. <laughs> I'm finding a lot of joy. I wasn't rubbing it in until the third victory. Uh, then it's just kind of just kind of happens. You were talking trash during that, and then you won. You it Towards worse. the end. Towards the end. Once I knew I was about to win the game. But anyways, the enunciation. Mary got good news, and we all got good news. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, we were uh, talking earlier about the enunciation and, and um, just how it's a crazy mystery. You know, I kind of want to revisit that conversation, Father Matt. What is it about the Annunciation and the mystery of like God taking flesh, the God entering into our world, uh, becoming one with us that is so mysterious to you, that's so amazing to you? Well, I I remember being back in high school and kind of processing through like, does God even exist? You know, why, why do we believe God exists? And I remember just reflecting and thinking how, you know, it, I, if God exists, why is this so hard? Like, why, why wouldn't he just like come, you know, if God exists, he should just come down and say, hello, I'm here. I'm God. I'm alive. And, and I reflected on it and then I realized, oh, that's exactly what happened. (laughs) (laughs) That, that that Jesus did come and he says, I am here. I am God. You know, he, he, 
He gave law. Amen, amen. He forgave sins. God forgives sins. He healed people. I mean, he, he claimed to be God. He is God. And because of that, because he claimed to be God, that's why he was he was killed. Um, I was like, wow, no, he he did do that. And then you, you start processing this and it's like, wait a minute, you're telling me that the eternal entered into time, that the, the creator of all entered into the creation. It's almost like... That was a bad analogy, but I, I just think about it's it's if you've ever seen an ant farm, I don't know if everybody knows what ant farms are. Um, and <laughs> that was so 1980. It was a while ago. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a Connect Four game, only it's like glass <laughs> on the outside and it's full of like sand and ants. <laughs> you know, and so you you get to just you watch the ants like uh, make their tunnels and all that kind of stuff, and you're just kind of staring at them and um, and. And like God becoming human is like me, like choosing to become an ant and enter into the ant farm and 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 be like, why would I do that? like the comparison? How much like becoming an ant like that would just and how much more so the difference is between God and us? That's just a weak analogy, but I was like, it doesn't make any sense. But the fact that he did it just blows me away. Yeah, maybe Stan Lee was thinking about this when he created Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because he go, yeah, he's big and then he goes small, and he draws the ants to himself. You know, anyways. Oh, sorry, again, but, that, but that's joke. even a bad. You were you were reminding me of the the story that that um, Chris tells about that. There's a speaker we had to the, for the Newman Center students, and oh, yeah. and he had um, one day he has he has several kids, and one day his kids came in, they're like, Dad, there's a dog in the backyard, and so they went to the backyard and. And the dog was out there, and they kind of tried to approach the dog, and the dog just got scared and ran away. And 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 then they were so excited. And then and then the next day they went out, and the dog was back, and it came back, and they they wanted to bring the dog food and take care of the dog. But every time they approached the dog, it just got scared and ran away. And and he just felt this desire. He said, "Of like, I wish I could just like enter into the dog's world, who's this dog who's suffering and scared, who's hurting." And just to communicate how much we love this animal, how much we love him and want to help him. It's like by analogy that, that God sees us in our suffering and our struggle and our pain. And he's like, I want to help you, the one whom I love. And yet he's got the power to actually make it happen. Yeah. I mean, God, God's heart is for us. I mean, it's, it's a hard analogy to wrap our minds around because when we look at our ant farm, we don't. We don't long for communion with our ants, you know? No. You <laughs> but. Don't. <laughs> but when we, when we take a dog, for example, like it's, it's a little bit different, you know, dogs are kind of a, on a different level than ants and we kind of see them and we see their, we see their, uh, their compassion, their empathy and their love. And, uh, we want to like exchange that almost, you know, we want to give that to them. And, but sometimes dogs just don't understand us, you know, uh, like, um, I try to like have a conversation with that dog, Charlie in the past. And it's just, he's just looking at me, you know, he, I have to speak a different language to him. And I, I, there are times where I'm like, man, if only I could just become a dog and like find a way to let him know, stop doing that, you know, <laughs> and do this instead, you know? And I think that's what God is, is trying to do. He wants to become one with us in order to just to really draw us deeper into himself. And that's, that is a crazy mystery to think about. And I think it's also what makes humans different from all other creatures that, we who are made in the image and likeness of God, we are capable of relationship. Yeah. That 
we can enter into communion. And, and those aspects of the human person are actually reflections of God. They're the image and likeness of God, who is a communion of persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's beautiful. You know, it's it's funny we're talking about this. You know, we're, we're about to finish up um, the second half of Return of the King tonight. Uh, hopefully tonight, uh, I'm guessing, if we follow routine. We'll, we'll finish that tonight. And so our next question is, well, what do we want to watch next? You know, and then the next immediate series that comes to mind is, well, of course, Star Wars, you know. Um, but the thing that always frustrates me about Star Wars is just that whole concept of the force. You know, it's like the force is God, you know. Um, and certainly uh, the Holy Spirit is God. Right, <laughs> and we talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, and there's a kind of kind of force-like element when we talk about the Holy Spirit. But God is not a force, you know. And today's feast actually, like today's solemnity, reminds us that God is so much more than just like a a power or a spirit or a force, you know. But that God assumed our flesh; He became one with us, and He He touches us physically, you know. And that's what makes this whole. Um, this whole social distancing thing difficult for us. Uh, first on a human level that we can't be in contact with too many people. That's part of it. That's part of the struggle. But then for us as Catholics, that's also a tough challenge because we're so accustomed to the encounter of the Lord physically in the Eucharist, you know, um, because there's a tangibleness to our faith right? that, that God assumed our flesh. And that's what makes it so difficult during this period of, of isolation and quarantine because we lose that sense of physicality, you know, to that encounter with the divine. It's part of what makes us Catholic. The part of the Catholic worldview has to do with today's feast, that, that God chose to enter into humanity because he, know, he created us beings that, you know, want to touch and see. And, and um, God uses matter to reveal himself and give grace. But that's our sacramental theology, that God works through matter in order to give grace. And and especially in this time when people can't go to Mass to receive communion and to not be able to, you know, well, I guess you can go to confession, you know, walk up confession. Drive through. Drive through. And so that that's what makes us Catholic, right? That That I can not just spiritually connect with God, not just think about God, but I can physically connect with God. And and part of maybe what people are experiencing is we're feeling that loss of 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 not having God physically present to be able to touch and to encounter. Um, but it's something that God knows we need. And so we're just feeling that now, I think. Yeah, and because of that, our faith takes on a very um, physicalness to it. You know, like... I know that I was received into the church um, in April, April 14th of uh, 2001. That's when I became Catholic. But I knew the real moment I became Catholic is when I walked into the movie theater and genuflected before I went to my seat, <laughs> you know, because it, it just imprints something on you and, and it becomes a habit and there's a tangibleness to it. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, like I am full fledged Catholic right now. <laughs> You know, and that, that matters to us. And that's why when we, you know, we did our live stream mass on Sunday, I said, all right, families at home, uh, like do the best you can to try to, uh, to make it as church feely, feelish, or I don't even know what the word is, like church-like feeling as possible. 
you know, so uh, do what I call the Catholic aerobics, you know, stand when it's appropriate to stand, kneel when it's time to kneel, sit when it's time to sit, you know, uh, ring bells if you got them during the consecration, right? Um, because like God speaks to us through those, those physical elements. He speaks to us through um, our bodies, you know, uh, because God assumed a human body uh, to himself, human nature. He assumed it to himself and he wants to have a very tangible, real physical encounter with us without destroying us. That's the other thing. Like sometimes people go, why doesn't God just come in a big blaze of fire and water and lightning? You can see I've been watching too many movies, right? But God doesn't want to dominate us or destroy us. Like he wants to raise us up, you know, and he wants to have an intimate relationship with us. He doesn't want to destroy that which he created. He wants to redeem it. Yeah. And so um, like that unity, that that's that union, that communion, that's at the heart of everything. That's the heart of today's celebration. And that's why I, I believe like God respected Mary's free will. Like, she was free to say no, you know, but she said, yes, may it be done to me according to thy word. She just gave total permission uh, for the Holy Spirit to overshadow her and for her to, uh, to bring forth our Savior, which is awesome. And that's what we hear in, our, our different readings in the psalm and second reading today of, of behold i come to do your will that the mary shows us of the fitting response to when god desires to come into our lives to say lord so be it uh, according to your will not my own in the way you decide not in the way i want and and god initiates and and we're invited to respond to to cooperate and receive uh, what he's doing and yeah, I also think you, you made me think of how when God becomes human, he, he, he really elevates our dignity. He shows us that human nature, human dignity has great value because God chose to become human. And so I know working with college students and probably a lot of other people struggle with just even their own sense of dignity and worth and how they feel about themselves. And, and, and God says, your, your nature is so good that I will adopt it for myself. And he like elevates our nature in a sense. And and so I, maybe one of the graces today, too, is to pray with, like, Lord, thank you that you became human. Help me to uh, recognize my own goodness. Yeah, and he sees more in us than we see in ourselves. You know, it's that, that statement we make all the time that God knows us better than we know ourselves. And that, that's true about our faults, but that's also true about the good things that are within us. Like, he sees it more clearly than we do. Um, so much so that he wants to be in eternal loving union with us. <laughs> like That's how much good... Uh, God sees in us, uh, and and that's the reason why he wants to redeem us. You know, one of the, th the other things I was thinking about for today is, like, how do we how do we pray with these mysteries, these Marian mysteries? And a number of years ago, I made a pilgrimage um, to Rome and to Medjugorje, and I was just really praying about the mysteries. I was praying a rosary a lot during my during that pilgrimage. And I just felt a sense that the Lord wanted to show me how to unite my life to his life and to the life of his mother. And so I started kind of seeing the mysteries a little different, and it's really helped me in praying the rosary. So one of the things I do is I, I look at the mystery itself, I contemplate what's happening, and then I see how that plays out in my own life. So, you know, for example, like the Annunciation, right? The angel Gabriel comes to Mary, proclaims this amazingly beautiful news, and she's in a posture of receptivity. Right, So she's ready to hear and ready to respond, and she has a heart prepared to respond. So then I think about my own day, 
Um, like so when I'm praying the Annunciation, I'll pray for my day and I'll say, what encounters am I going to have this day? And what good news might the Lord want to proclaim to me during that time? And how am I going to respond to that news when I receive it? You know, um, how do I want my disposition to be um, during these different moments of my day? Uh, how can I take on a Marian disposition so I can receive whatever God wants to give and not going to be ready to respond? And so it's in a sense, it's like uh, praying the rosary in the morning or praying even a decade of the rosary in the morning through the mysteries. I start to look at my day and see how it can be consecrated to the Lord. And it was a, it was a huge revelation for me uh, and it deepened my appreciation of the mysteries uh, and how God wants to work in my daily life. I like that. I, I know for the Annunciation, when I pray that mystery, um, very often I kind of rest with that God is breaking into Mary's life and saying, I want you, I invite you to be a part of my plan of something really big and awesome that I'm doing. And in a similar way, God is coming to me today saying, I invite you, I want you to be part of my plan of something bigger that I'm doing. What's your response? And so I know in my heart, I feel a lot of gratitude and awe of like, who am I that God wants to come to me? And, and yet he's choosing to do that, but that's not what matters. What matters is what is my response? And I'm going to always do that imperfectly, but say, Lord, I'm here. I give you permission to do what you're doing. I want your plan to happen. May it be done to me according to your word. Yeah. And you know, this gospel today kind of uh, is a mirror reflection of what happens earlier in Luke's gospel with Zechariah um, and Elizabeth and how she had been barren her whole life. And the same angel appears to Zechariah when he's praying in the Holy of Holies. And um, he has doubts. Like the angel says, hey, your, your, your wife's going to bear, bear a child, bear a son. And he's like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, his, his disposition is, even though he's in prayer, his disposition is, yeah, right. That can't happen. Whereas Mary's disposition is totally different. She says, she doesn't say, yeah, right. Like she says, Great. Help me understand. Like it's faith seeking understanding. Um, and so we have to constantly search our hearts and say, well, when God comes to me, um, am, am I in a disposition of a faith seeking understanding? A Marian disposition of yes. Uh, okay. Awesome. I'm in. Help me understand. Or are we in a position of, yeah, right. Cut it out. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's just a, it's just a hard thing to pray about and a hard thing to accept, especially when we realize that our hearts are more like Zechariah than they are like Mary, you know? Yeah, it's not easy. But thankfully, we have Mary as an intercessor and oh, an yeah. example. And, oh, yeah. Um, to just teach us. She's our spiritual mama. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. Let's close in prayer, shall we? Yep. All right. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for this glorious day. We thank you for the great gift of the incarnation of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for uh, Mary's yes, for giving your son permission to enter into our world so that we can be in union with him. Lord, we thank you for all the moments where we're able to be more deeply united to your son, Jesus. Lord, continue to give us strength in this period of a lack of human contact, and also a lack of being able to receive you physically in the Eucharist. Lord, just increase our faith during this time. Mother Mary, please intercede for us. Help us to have the same disposition that you had at the Annunciation, that we might just be totally receptive to whatever 
um, God the Father wants to give us this day. Give us that ready receptivity of responding to that with a faith that seeks understanding and not a doubt. And so we ask, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you all tomorrow, and hopefully I'll be four-time champ of Settlers. Yeah, we shall see. (laughs) Peace. I have a feeling I'm going to get tackled tonight, figuratively speaking. All right, God bless you guys.